Right, welcome to Solid 60, episode... God, who keeps track at this point? 28, 9, something like that. I am reporting from Melbourne for the first time. I'm doing an episode from abroad, what feels like another country, because that's the first holiday I've had in over three or four years, which is way too long, people. Come on, don't do that to yourself. Wake up, take some time out, and get out of town, because... Boy, it does help. A bunch of my friends at the moment are in Japan, so obviously they're doing a little bit better and they've taken a shitload more time. Uh, ben and Amy, shout out if you ever listen, doubt it, but well done. They're over there for like five or six weeks. Vin, Shahab, a whole bunch of other people have joined them at some point and uh, they're all living it up. So, wow, they know how to do it. I've already done my Japan time, obviously, but I'd love to go back. It was one of my favorite countries in the world out of the... I don't know, 30 or so that I've been to. Could be a while before I make it overseas again. Literal sense, I might travel through the screen and that's going to get easier and easier as virtual reality and high def sets become more and more closer to reality. But still not quite the same as breathing the air and smelling the roses in the valleys of France or wherever you're going to go. So one day it will actually get back to Europe and Japan and places like that. So looking forward to that. But for now, I'm enjoying the sights and sounds of Melbourne down here in Victoria, the first state. Is it? Is that New South Wales? I get them mixed up. I think it's the premier state. I know the taglines on the rego plates, but who cares? Not me. I'm just trying to come up with a pithy way to describe Victoria other than the tired old hacky line that it's Australia's Mexico which even I've tired of. Yeah, no, it's it's a little chilly, but that's fine. When you're wearing power armor and you've been walking inside all day, it's, it's a nice change to have a little bit of a breeze. Yeah, but yeah, I didn't spend much time outside. I was mostly within the environs of the Melbourne Convention Center or Exhibition Center. It was very confusing. There's two giant, largest building I've ever been in. Uh, certainly the largest convention I've been to by a long way. Not the most number of people, not the most number of stalls in terms of little shops selling things it was more about the publishers and developers and gamers having space to do what they want and that was fine uh yeah it was really good it was my idea of a perfect con the panels were a little far away you had to go up like two ridiculously large flights of stairs one of the escalators is broken but you know you gotta put in a bit of work now and then but when you get to the panels i managed to do two they're definitely worth getting to one was uh writers anonymous the other one was some kind of uh, live Dungeons and Dragons game. It was a bit like a pantomime with a lot of uh, off-the-cuff, a bit more like improv comedy with uh, one of these white-haired comedian that was at EB Games Expo a few years ago, a very funny guy. And they all were. Like, the two female leads that were kind of in the party were just incredible. They outshone the male guy. Like, he was just kind of a... played the straight man to a point. Uh, there was a girl playing a goblin that was just wearing boxes, like really short boxes. She wasn't particularly like, knock them dead. I mean, she was kind of hampered by the costume, dressed as a goblin and talking about not having a heart. She had a gland that secreted acid or something. Instead, it was quite cute. But the way she just kept uh, rubbing her legs and pulling the boxes, like, it was very unusual. It was an interesting choice that she went with. It was like she had scabies and she's just constantly scratching her thighs in the way that like a distracted footballer would scratch his nuts. It was just bizarre all the way through every line that she delivered. But there was also something like weirdly arousing about it as well. 
if I could admit that. Just the confidence and the absolute vulgar forthrightness of it. Like, this is me, hear me roar, take it or leave it. And delivered some of the best one-liners in the show. The other girl's quite funny as well, more cerebral, except for the occasional pun that I swear she should have been arrested for. Uh, I can't remember them off the top of my head, but if I find the link to the Twitch stream, because it was being filmed, then I'll include it in the links section that I never have. But I will try and have a link to it, because it's just awesome. And I hope my friend Roni enjoys it as much as I did. I think you really had to be there in some ways to get the whole vibe of it and feel like part of the audience, because the audience could interact. Uh, So that was one of the best parts. And I was only mildly interested seeing it in the program until some friends were like you need to see this and i was pleasantly surprised so it's definitely going to be a highlight that i look forward to next year i did manage to see the one they they did a similar thing today apparently but by the time i got out of uh christ it was a debacle thursday pretty smooth saturday i mean other than the costume i'm constantly needing repair thank god for clapton he uh, was running his little repair studio slash makeup center, and boy, was he uh, useful. Like, if he hadn't been there, the place would have fell apart. Clapton Romando, you are the man. I do. He has a little charity bin, but he said he's just going to give it all, like it's for people that want to donate to him. But in, in a way, I feel like he's doing himself and everyone that wants to give him money a disservice because he's just going to like give it to charity. Which is nice, but I think people want to see him using it himself to kind of buff this operation a little. Like he said, he couldn't make it to Queensland because he can't afford to travel. And I'm like, well, this is why people are donating money. Obviously, he's not going to make enough for a flight from the few tens and twenties that get dropped in the jar. But, you know, if he has a GoFundMe or something, I think that'd be worth doing. I would certainly put a bit more money into it because he would be really useful at any and every convention they have. Like I've seen similar operations at where he's not around and they just don't have the same level of care and skill. Uh, There was one other guy that filled in a little bit and he was really useful. His name is Felix or something. He's from Perth. And he also managed to help me walk my giant box full of power armor all the way out to the car park. So that was impressive. That was going above and beyond. Um, And Clepton embodies the ethos of above and beyond for the fellow uh, family member it feels like when you're around him with zero expectation of anything coming back to him so good on him and yeah Felix is obviously one of those people who lives in the same vein but yeah he also managed to strap me up the tightest I'd ever been in the afternoon I was walking around I felt like a hero until the right foot came off that's just part of the fun but by that point I'd already been walking around for two hours so I was pretty much done and I wanted to go back to that point to the panel but I had like half an hour left before the whole thing shut down. I was like, I've got to just do a quick little bit of shopping. I went to the EB Games uh, shop where they were selling shirts for like a dollar and figures and ended up buying Gabriel some toys and things like that. So it was good. Uh, waited a little bit too long in a queue to buy a board game. It was like a Rick and Morty licensed Munchkins game, which is like a card game. I think I've played once years ago. I remember it being kind of fun, so I want to bring that along to one of the games nights that Peter does. Hopefully have a bit of fun. Maybe once I know the rules, play it with Lewis and his mum, that could be a way to bond. It was just funny, though, because I was selling it for $47 at EB Games. I was tempted to pick it up, but oh, that's, a, that's a lot of 
you know, pocket money. And then I've gone around to the... It was like one of those games workshop style games paradise, good games, places, selling just board games. And the line was huge. And it was like, they must be doing something, right? And then I noticed the 15% off sale sticker, which I think was kind of part of the end of the con thing. And I was like, it's rare that people discount board games. So, and it was the entire store. So I found that one. I was like, yeah, this could be fun. And it, you know, ended up at like $41. So it was like slightly cheaper than DB Games. So the amount of time I spent waiting, I'm not sure if it was worth saving that, you know, $6. But hey, that's, that's the mindset that we operate in. Uh, you'll go above and beyond to save like, for example, with the parking issues I had, the amount of time I would spend running around trying to get the discount parking validated to get back to the car and save a little bit on the direct factory outlet parking garage. It was almost like I could have just paid the full price. It wouldn't have been like the amount of time I spent. But that's how I roll. The main fuck up of the weekend was leaving my pass on the hotel desk right here in front of me. As I left, did not think about it until I got out of my car and I'm like, oh shit. You know, 40 minutes later, sitting at the car park at the convention. I'm like, I'm just going to wing it. It worked on Thursday. I managed to get in there without a pass. So what could possibly go wrong? And uh, yeah, it wasn't quite as easy on the Sunday. So I did need to drive back to the hotel, get the pass and get back out there. By that time, it was like 1.30 and had to wait around for Clapton to finish with a girl that was cosplaying a Mercy. Her wings had come off and it took them a good, probably 45 minutes at least to get them sorted before he could put my costume on. And that's all straight into it. And that's why I kind of ran out of time to see any more panels, unfortunately. Because there was also another one at five o'clock, which was like a something called Filthy Casuals podcast. Um, so I can still download it and listen to it, uh, but it would, would have been nice to see it in action. And... You know, then I could be like, all right, I'll listen to that podcast and I'll know who they are and be more involved. Hopefully they're back next year and I can manage my time a little better because I do plan to go back. I don't know if I'll be able to get as much help as I did this year from Noel. I don't know how many times I can milk the whole power armor thing. He, he did seem a little bit, not put out, but like he made it clear that it wasn't super easy for him to at the last minute scramble and get me a pass. He did really help me out and I appreciate that. So big love to Noel. Again, I don't think he'll listen to this, but, and he did keep me, did tell me to keep it kind of on the download that he had, Uh, (laughs) but over now. So I think that horse is bolted from that stable, is it how the saying goes? But yeah, he he made it possible for me to um, really get into the spirit of the con and see everything properly, even if I couldn't go to every single panel. I really hope that one day they have them all uh, recorded somehow and put up online for everyone to enjoy because really worth seeing like the writer panel was was definitely something that was sticking in my mind mm-hmm. they had it was mostly women on the panel which was good to see and they'd written big games like Lara Croft the the recent reboot Terry Pratchett's daughter was there Rihanna Patrick uh, there was a guy named Daniel I think it was and he wrote some of the Forza series which was interesting to me they're probably not the most critically acclaimed writing that you could find but um, he did mention that he got a lot of praise for three not much for four for some reason he's not sure why he, he said the game was really good so i might actually pick up forza four the one that's set in wales and england 
and give it a bash because from everything I've heard, it's really good. And by now, hopefully, it's gotten a little bit cheaper than the hundred or so dollars that it was on release. Yeah, that, that's pretty much the panel. Well, I could go into that because there was like some great questions and lots of talk about how to deal with writer's block and things like that. The one woman got up and basically had a little bit of a cry during her question because it, about how much pain she'd been through due to a certain life event. I don't know if it was it was some kind of sickness. She didn't go into a lot of detail. But basically, she lost the will to write for a while. They all dealt quite patiently and yeah, with a lot of care and kindness in answering the question, but also getting to the point, like not patronising her, but going, oh, yeah, that's a good question. What would I do? And this is what I've done in similar situations. The girl with the microphone, like the volunteer, actually gave her a hug, so it was really sweet, and everyone clapped. Extra long for her, so good stuff, very supportive. As the host said, it was a safe space. Uh, He was being slightly ironic, but also being um, honest. Unless you're a fan of heavy rain, apparently. uh, So there was a good sense of humour in there. And it just, it was the right audience. And almost everyone in there that stood up to ask a question was like, yeah, I'm a writer and blah, blah, blah. So it was really good, even if by osmosis or just through being in that atmosphere to feel like you're part of a really cool, creative group of people, even if I didn't really get too socially involved with anyone. It was just nice to be around really awesome people. And that's the way it felt all weekend, even in a giant hall filled with like 20, 30,000 plus people. Uh, everyone felt like they were super appreciative of what I could do creatively, which was basically just by the power armor. I was getting constant thumbs up, high fives, uh, knuckle knuckles, as my kid calls it, when you pound someone's fist. I would be walking along and through the gauzy mesh of my power armor helmet, I would see really bored looking, zoned out, con-goers, attendees that were just sort of moping along. Something must have happened recently where they just had almost given up. I don't know. They just didn't look like they wanted to be there. And then they would glance across, catch my power armor out of the corner of their eye, look over and just smile or be surprised or just give a genuine reaction to it that, that wasn't a sneer or a look of disdain or boredom it was like hey this shit is different i can appreciate it well done man like i i'd never saw i've never had one reaction that was negative so um that really made it worth the long drive getting down here all the pain with getting it on the the bruises that i've got on my back from wearing it for a couple of hours god the amount of effort it took to even get the thing back to my car uh, because when i got here i had a friend thank you annette put the thing on and then just walk to the convention but when I finished she was long gone to Sydney so I was like this should be interesting well I'll bring out my giant plastic tub so I can throw most of it in there and then I bought like a giant sports bag from some kind of factory outlet another big part of getting my discount for the day's parking which is normally 50 finding like a discount coupon card drops it down to 25 so it is kind of worth it but I found out later you can park on the street for free if you drive around long enough but who has that kind of time certainly not me today with all the back and forth i also found out my e-tag had stopped working for some reason i had recently ordered a new card from hsbc so maybe it was because they cancelled the current one which i haven't used for about a year and i'm sure i've ordered new cards 
earlier in the year and the same thing didn't happen so I don't know what's going on now but hopefully when I get back to Sydney there will be a new card in my letterbox for once because I know I've ordered them a couple of times and they've never turned up so fingers crossed this time another thing I need to do when I get back other than in a few days record a new podcast so I can really get back on track God knows what I'll talk about. I'll find plenty because it was just such a packed week. Work was all over the place. My car went like the morning of the the road trip down here. The battery went flat, so that was auspicious. Uh, The NRMA turned up. Turned out he knew a mate of mine, Christian Appelt, who imports Japanese cars. The NRMA guy himself is moving to Japan early next year. He's gonna. He sold his Hilux. He's gonna. He's married a Japanese girl. He's gonna try and get work over there teaching English or something. And he's just really in love with the culture, so good for him. Uh, but yeah, I got going, stopped in Aubrey, saw my cousin Chris, saw my aunt Mari, Marie, that's definitely only Mari. Uh, had some roast chicken in a sandwich, which is exactly what I had last time I went through there, which is interesting. Maybe that's like a standard thing they have just in case visitors turn up. Uh, Chris was a bit red-eyed, but he does have a baby girl, so it's probably something to do with that. He's did mention my weight it's like hey you've been putting all those pounds patting my tummy i'm like yeah thanks man so i was a little sensitive about that uh, but otherwise it was a nice little visit tomorrow morning i do plan to be seeing my aunt and uncle they're a little bit out of the way it's going to be a drive to dalesford which is in country victoria it's not on the way home it's way off to the west of victoria in some kind of the end of a windy road through the mountains so that should be interesting hopefully the scenery will be good the brunch will be nice enough and then I'll get on my way home and get there just in time to check out Karen and Gabe's new house which I've been getting photos of all day and weekend as they've slowly made the transition Uh, the last photo I got got was a bit disturbing that was a massive blood stain on the couch where apparently he'd got a bloody nose or something um, so hopefully that's not a sign that he's anemic or anything like that because I was frantically messaging back with like no reply so I guess she was busy cleaning up and putting him to bed or something but god that's that was uh, not a sight you ever want to see so fingers crossed it's just one of those little th- fingers crossed it's just one of those things that kids get nosebleeds I know I got a fair bit when I was a kid so it might be genetic I don't know but yeah I don't know where to end because there's quite a lot to unpack there I've only barely scratched the surface I've really got to turn off that vibration function because I'm sure that's coming through on the mic. At least my work phone, I don't think I've turned off the audio, but certainly no one's messaging me. I don't go back to work till Wednesday, thankfully, so I'll get to uh, sleep in on Tuesday for once. I didn't really get to this weekend. I was constantly up at sort of 7.30 or so at the latest, which is kind of a sleep in for me, but um, I was going to bed quite late. Well, socially, there was two different dinner events. There was... A uh, Thursday night, which as well was down a bit earlier than I had planned, and I had to go in a shitty backpackers. I got my own room, but it was still not much better than a dorm because the walls were paper thin. There was guests passed out, sleeping in the hallway, sleeping in the couches, on the stairwell. Uh, you had to share the bathrooms, and they were a sight. Like, you can't, your imagination can't do justice to how bad it was. My window was, like, right next to the busiest road in Melbourne, it felt like. Buses, garbage trucks, motorbikes, scooters, swearing, drunk people, people smoking right out in front of the hostel and it's all coming up through the window. The mattress was thinner than anything I've seen in a prison. At least we had three pillows somehow. Uh, the place I'm in now called the Mantra only has one. 
So that's a huge complaint I'll have to write to management. <laughs> but I'm probably more pissed off with the fact that they don't sell Coke. It's purely the Pepsi brand here, which is a bit of a cheap option to go with. And it is noted by, I'm sure, more than me. So take that on board, Mantra. I will be leaving a one-star review. Also, to be serious, the main problem is that they've got these stupid little cards that you use in a lot of hotels. You have to access the lift, your door, a lot of different places with this card. The problem is when you get in a lift, it takes about 20 tries sometimes for it to recognize the card. And I've seen multiple people have the same problem. I've seen guys go up and down the lift like three times, uh, just being carried around while they try and get theirs to work. So they might need to reboot the system a little bit there. The breakfast is good though. I think I'm only paying $15 and I've got an all-you-can-eat buffet. I generally just smash the beans, eggs, bacon, which is a little rubbery to be honest. But hey, I'm sitting there with an all-you-can-eat buffet and I'm like, I'm, I'm complaining about rubbery bacon. Look at this shit. I had a donut. I had pastries. At all, I could drink juice. It was nuts. So I was definitely enjoying... I felt churlish for finding anything to criticise, to be honest. So I'm enjoying that. I'll enjoy the last one tomorrow, which is a bit weird because I'm going to go see Karen and lunch. Um, hopefully I'll be hungry by the time I get there. I will. I won't be maybe eating the house down. Like I'll, I won't clear out their larder, put it that way. I don't know if it would be at their place or we go somewhere. I'm not sure what this Dalesford is like or how big it is. I'm picturing a pretty small town. I guess they're retired. Like if they can meet up during a Tuesday, which is nice for them, as long as they're happy. I'm sure I'll be. I'll definitely want a drink by then. I want one now. I've got nothing in the fridge. It's nine, probably nearly ten o'clock, and uh, yeah, it's past ten. And I want to go out, get a bit more cola. I went to a place tonight while driving here. I actually got on Google Maps and was like, I know Melbourne had a lot has a lot of cool American restaurants. It's got a lot of all kinds of awesome restaurants, more so than Sydney, I've got to admit. We have some okay places, but Melbourne shits all over it in terms of cuisine. Uh, so I found a place called Don Don Tom, some silly name like that. Absinthe and Whiskey is one of the other names. I think it was like a subtitle. They do smoked meats, 12-hour, like, fire-pit, rolled pork, pulled pork, Angus beef from the Riverina, all this sort of fancy stuff. It was not cheap. $17 for some fried chicken. About this, a little bit more than that for a brisket sandwich. They had like cornbread muffins with camembert cheese in it. It was amazing. So, you know, I thought, hey, it's holiday money. It's not real money. I can just splash out a little bit, enjoy it, pretend I'm Anthony Bourdain or something. And, uh, but, of course, he would order whiskey. I ordered my Diet Coke, which tasted like water. So I ordered a real Coke that wasn't much better. So, yeah, if there's one complaint, it was like, I've been a bit shortchanged on drinks today. Come on, guys. I'm needing my fix. Um, I'm, I am going to have to jump in the car after this and probably go to a local McDonald's or something. Because, uh, yeah, I've not been going to bed before midnight and I'm just not quite ready yet. I'm a little beaten up. On your feet all day in those cons... It does wear you down. You still come away very energized. Like your body's tired, but your mind's just thrumming with all the new information that it's taken in, all the eye candy, all the different interactions, all the various uh, new concepts that you've been exposed to, new IPs, like the, your imagination's reeling with all the new um, inputs that it has to digest. So hopefully by the morning, some of that's settled in. Like going through all the indie games at the moment, 
uh, something called Knuckle Sandwich that looks amazing, narrative, tour de force. There was a whole bunch of really interesting VR experiments. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get to... I tried one that was like an Oculus, uh, but the problem is I had to wear my glasses to be able to see anything, and once you put the goggles on, it was like digging the glasses into the bridge of my nose, and it was just far too painful to sit with it on my head for more than 30 seconds. And it took like three or four minutes to get through the intro of the thing. It was something called, uh, it had really cool artwork, which is what stopped me. And it was like a game where it's set in 50s America, but you use guns for everything. Like the, the picture of the court mire was a happy family in the backyard cooking some meat on the barbecue. But the father had pistols in each hand. And I was like, that's kind of unusual and, and satirical in a cool way. Uh, and the game seemed kind of cool and a very Fallout vibe to it, just, just without all the nuclear radiation. And the, like, it's not like future dark dystopia in like a thousand years. It's, it's pretty much still back then in the 50s, but obviously with that edge of everyone has pistols as hands or something ridiculous like that. I still haven't quite got my head around it because... After a few minutes, I was like, I can't hear anything and I don't want to see anything because it's basically trying to push my glasses through my skull. So, yeah, that's something I have to figure out how to get around if I want to get something like an Oculus Rift because the whole virtual reality thing, given how hard it is for me to be able to travel, that might be another direction I can go in in terms of escapism. But the way it is right now, I'm going to have to either buy contacts to wear when I'm and that's not feasible to do on a daily basis. So, yeah, I'll have to just experiment with different headsets until I find one I'm comfortable with. Because, I mean, it should be doable. I know when I wear the Power Armor helmet, which is fairly compact, I can wear it with the glasses with no problem. So there's got to be a way to do it. So I'll leave it there. I won't keep it too long. I'm trying to think if I've missed anything. Probably missed a bunch of stuff. Uh, but that'll have to do for tonight. I will be driving back to Sydney tomorrow. Hopefully the cats are still alive. Brenton has said that he's been putting food in the bowls. So it'll be interesting to see if they have any reaction to my return. I know Compi's just going to kind of wander off as long as the food's there. She's happy. But Scooter should be reasonably affectionate. He should climb up and give me a bit of a cuddle. So fingers crossed there. Um, And I will get to see one, if not both of my children at some point during the week. Do my best there to build that bond got to happen i don't want to be an estranged father forever write an article on packs i've got the magazine lying around somewhere that's going to help a lot mm. and christ that phone just keeps going so yeah hopefully the batch that's the other thing i was going to mention that's right uh the freaking phone has caused me so many problems i've been leaving it on charge all night waking up and it's got like five percent because the slightest vibration will knock out the car charger cable and it's doing nothing so i took it with me to the con plugged it in at the repair bay and same thing came back a few hours later 20 percent. it had done nothing like someone had bumped it it was not charging so i'm going to have to despite the bullet i've got the day off tomorrow sorry tuesday so i will be able to go to the shops and go look guys can you do something here they'll be like no take it to paramoto they'll replace it and yeah that's a hardware thing though. I haven't done anything to the phone. I haven't driven over it or sorry, dropped it and had it driven over like last time. So it shouldn't cost me any money hopefully. Uh, but I will. it will cost me time and it will cost me trying to figure out how to get all my photos off it because whenever I connect it to the computer, nothing. 
USB not recognized, so that's rather frustrating. Uh, so hopefully I can put it, all this stuff on some kind of cloud service. So we'll be looking into that as well. Pretty exciting stuff. But yep, thanks for sticking with it so far. What would I, I haven't seen any movies lately, but if I had to give the PAX convention out of 10, I'd give it a solid, not a 9, because I was a bit pissed at how strict they were with the passes. I mean, they were checking people that were already inside the event to see if they had a pass displayed, like it was insane. But, I mean, it was just so big and sprawling and awesome. I have to go like eight and above just for an experience. Um, and hopefully, yeah, I can be there next year. But for now, enjoy your day, evening or morning. I'll be back rather soon, hopefully. Catch you later and have a solid 60.